Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the It's a Girl's Life podcast. It's Charlotte, your host, and I'm really excited for today's episode because we have another amazing guest. And I know I say this really often, but today is really an honor. And I remember when I reached out to Darcy to come on the podcast, I was really surprised that she wrote back and was willing to come on. You just never know with those types of things. Um, but Darcy is a career coach behind the Instagram account, Career Coach Darcy. She's the owner of her own financial recruiting firm and leads many online coaching sessions based on the interview process, prep for that, resume reviewing, and then also negotiations. With over 1,001 Instagram followers, I'm so happy Darcy is here to share all of her expertise and uncover the stories that regard around the career searching process and giving us lots of tips and advice. So Darcy, it's an honor to have you here. I'm so happy. Welcome to the Girls Life. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yay. So I thought it would be, I always like to take it back to when people were in their 20s and when they're in college, kind of like what they're, what you were interested in, what you were like, what you were thinking about. Do you think that you would be do you think when you're in college, you were, would be doing what you have now? I know that's a loaded question. So no, it's, it's kind of fun. Question. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a great question. And um, I'm such an open book. So yeah, ask anything. I definitely did not think I'd be what, doing what I'm doing now. I think like most people say that, right? But um, so, yeah, I went to college strictly because I was a soccer player. So I was like, I want to go to college to play soccer. That is my goal. And of course, like do well in academics and like do, you know, get the degree, do the whole thing. But I had no other dreams and aspirations other than like playing soccer and getting a degree and then figuring it out from there. So in my mind, I thought, I mean, I was 17 when I went to, when I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I just kind of thought business degree sounds good. It's broad enough that I'll figure it out from there. And I think in a good way, my parents didn't like force me into anything, right. That they kind of were like, yeah, figure it out, like whatever you're interested in. But at the same time, they didn't really like give me a path or direction of like, this is what you should be doing. Um, so I didn't have that, but I chose business and in that I just kind of like took the courses and I was like, Hey, what is interesting from here? graduated, still had no idea what I wanted to do. And then after graduation, I went to grad school. Cause that's what you do when you still have no idea what you want to do in life. And so I just went to more school and like tried to figure it out. But I think at the end of it, it really came down to like networking and relationships. And that's what like ultimately brought me to like my next job and my next job. And like, honestly, like owning my own business now is because of the people I've met along the way. And, but yeah, like to answer your question, it, hundred percent did not know that I would be doing what I'm doing now. That's for sure. <laughs> that's so exciting. And I think that's like nice to just hear about the trajectory because it's really hard in the moment in college to picture like not knowing what you want to do and telling like the people who like are always on your back, like asking you like what are you interested in? Like, oh, well, I think I'm interested in this, but then I really don't know at the end of the day. And like, it just brings a lot of reality to the whole situation, which I think is really yeah. good to talk about. Um, but I want to hear about what were like some of your first jobs too. Cause I think that's always yeah, fun too. Yeah. It's going to change like all the time too. That's like my biggest thing is I remember being in college and thinking I really wanted to be a journalist. I was really into sports. So maybe sports broadcasting, you start to think about the things that you're passionate or interested in. I loved marketing. I loved talking to people. I thought I'd be like pitching commercials or like something like that. And I feel like it just like constantly evolves and changes. Some of my first jobs, man, I 
did anything like throughout school I kind of just did anything and everything so I would like nanny and then I would I was dog walking I would go on Craigslist and find like the most random jobs like I worked you know those photo booths at weddings I would do those yeah like, that's <laughs> on fun. The yeah yeah and honestly it was so good for my resume I think people don't I think people underestimate how important it is to put things on your resume that aren't quote-unquote corporate because employers want to see that you are putting yourself out there and just like trying to you know go above and beyond and make money and do what you can so like a lot of the people that I recruit for they love seeing servers they love seeing people that are nannying or doing anything that they can right it doesn't have to be this like perfect internship job that's at a corporate company I mean obviously that's great but other stuff matters too so those are some of my first jobs and uh and then I interned like at a family law firm, right? Like I did that type of thing. Um, right after school, I got a job at a company called Cintas, which um, it's like a big corporation. No idea what it was. I just went on the interviews. It was like a five interview process. It was super intense. Yeah. For like my first, you know, job out of college. And I just kind of went for it and figured, okay, good benefits. It has like, um, you know, a salary that I was looking for. I met a lot of the people at the company, which I found was like super important because I met people my age. I liked the camaraderie of the people I was meeting and it just felt like a good fit. And honestly, although like I didn't end up staying there long-term, I was there for two, two years. They're like some of still my best friends today. Like I just chatted with one of them yesterday, like on the phone, like we're still super close. So it was all worth it. Right. Like that was like, I met the right people at the right time and they're still in my life today. So that's like what I think is pretty cool. That's so nice. That's so nice to hear. And I think that's really great note and piece of advice about the not only having like corporate experiences, because I think it will like provide more of like a story about who you are and like what you're willing to do. Um, And also like how you spend your time, which I think is really important and something that I realized when I was going through like my own interviews in the beginning of the year, I think, it was a lot of my interviews were more about finding out who I was as a person rather than just like the experiences or the different things of like technical questions I could like answer off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. That's something that like not a lot of people I feel like focus on, but should pay attention to. Yeah. I think yeah, a lot of it's about like who you are in your process and how you do things, which is why people want to hire you. Not necessarily only your experience. Like that comes obviously later on in life, but definitely it's like the person and your thought process and how you're going to go about problem solving in that job. Especially in the beginning too, which is like what a lot of the listeners are. They're like in the very beginning stages. So they're not going to have a ton of experience and people Mm -hmm. are, are hiring for them know that. So it's more about, you know, who you are and what you find important and having that show during the interview or whatever you're doing. Um, But I want to kind of like ask you about, so I feel like there's like a lot of pressure for like college kids these days to figure out like what they want to do where they want to work and what they're doing after college like right all in one time like all right now and like a lot of people ask you like not just like family members but like family friends and everything um so how do you like suggest students navigate this and also like find something that's like a good fit for them yeah I think the number one thing to remember is you it's better to try things out now than get stuck in something you hate later So you'll hear people all the time, like my age in their thirties, like, oh, I wish I could pivot careers. I wish I could change, but I've been doing this now for 10 years. I just feel really stuck. 
And a lot of those people never experienced an internship or experienced time in some type of industry or role that allowed them to get the experience and then make a shift. Like they were just thrown into it after college and then they just like kept going, kept going, kept going. So I feel like if anything, even though there's a pressure to feel like you have to have an answer for like, what do I want to do with my life? I think the better answer is I'm going to figure it out. Like this is my time to figure it out. And I'm excited for that. I'm excited to do my first internship or maybe my second internship. Maybe I want to try a few different things and see what I really like. I don't know if I like working remote or inside of an office. I don't know if I like to work in HR or if I really want to be in marketing. Like I want to try these different things. So by the time I am done with college, that stress is now relieved and that should put less stress on you, hopefully, than that feeling of always like having to tell someone like exactly what you know, what you want to do already. Because I mean, the amount of people I worked with or still work with that wanted to be lawyers and then did an internship at a law firm and then realized like, oh, wait, this isn't like exactly, I thought it'd be different. Like, this isn't what I want. I'm so glad I had that experience and can now shift my sights over to this type, you know, this side of things. Um, like it's important to have those experiences because, you know, you go down one path and don't really get those other experiences. You just kind of never know where you're going to end up. Right. So I think it's exciting to have like different options. I like that a lot. And I think that's really important to note about like, you're not going to know unless you try sort of approach, because I know a lot of things that I've even done, like at school positions that I thought were one thing and then I did it. And I was like, you know, what? I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Like, at yeah. least, you know, like what you don't like to do. And so it can kind of like help you chip away towards what you do like to do. And so like both of those are like really important things to know about yourself especially like looking at like later on, like even like thinking about like, oh, like these are the things I've liked to do in the past and like broadening that. So you can figure out maybe what you want to do later too. I feel like that's a pretty helpful tip. Um, yeah. But what are some like, I'm curious because I was on your Instagram feed earlier today, just like looking up for things to like, ask you about. Um, but I want to know like, what are some of the types of questions that you think you can, that are good to ask people to help them figure out, you know, what might be like the correct field of interest or like, if they should work at like a small company versus a large company. Um, I remember, for example, I remember someone telling me like, do you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond to kind of help you look at like company size and everything and impact. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of curious, like what are some of those questions people can think about? Yeah. What I love to do is write without even knowing like the right questions and stuff yet, as someone that's listening to this, like write down the things that you value first and then use those and I can help you formulate those questions. So for example, if you're sitting here or you're listening, you're thinking like, like I really value being able to solve problems and like get into the minds of what we want to do as a company and have a voice, then, you know, put that as your priority, right? The next thing is I really want stability. I really want to make sure that I have a paycheck every single week and like, I don't have to stress over like layoffs happening. So just start to write down things that are like really important to you and maybe pick like the top one or two. And then what I would do is anyone in your life, that's a mentor or a coach, or even your parents, like anyone that you like trust and value their opinion, take that question to them and then say, Hey, like if the biggest thing I value is stability, what type of company would you recommend that I look at? Or if the biggest thing that I value is problem solving. Like what type of company do you think I should look at to interview for? So it's like, once they know like what you're interested in, then those people can help you better formulate what that looks like. But you have to know like what you value first. 
hopefully that makes any sort of sense. <laughs> that make, No, that does make a lot yeah. of sense. I feel like when you go and like make decisions from your values rather than just kind of like guessing yeah, or like what something sounds like, I feel like it's more on point and like connected to you and also feels a little bit more important, or like aligned with what mm-hmm. you already care about, which is really important Um, just because it's going to be something you're going to spend a lot of time doing. So you're yeah. going to want it yeah. to like be aligning with what you care about too. Yeah. Like the reason I knew I wanted to work at a big company right after school was I wanted stability. I wanted a paycheck. I wanted to make sure that I could like start to save money already and like get myself to a position where if in the future I wanted to take more risks, I would have had a little bit of savings and already had like a good job underneath my belt on my resume. Whereas like other people may have like a better risk tolerance than I do. And they could have started out at startups and companies that they know, like, you know, could be possibly going through layoffs, but it's okay because they're, they're okay with going down that path and that, like, um, that lifestyle, right. Of like the startup lifestyle. And that's exciting to them. And it's like something they value because it's, it's fast paced and it's exciting and you're working on new projects. And so it just really depends on like what kind of where you view yourself in that way. Um, and I think a big thing too, is to ask people like, yeah, what do you wish you would have done differently? Like when you were first starting out, because I know my biggest thing is I would have, I wish I would have interviewed at more places. Mm-hmm. I kind of just jumped at the first opportunity that offered me something because, you know, it's scary and you're like, oh gosh, I got an offer letter. Thank God. <laughs> so you're yep. like, I'm going to take this. Um, so yeah, in that moment, I think looking back, I wish I would have gave myself or like believed in myself more to at least like put myself out there and just like go on more opportunities And even if I didn't get them right, like, I just want to feel like I had more things that I experienced from an interview perspective. Um, cause yeah, I just didn't feel like I got that experience. I feel like I, I went through these five interviews and I felt like it was just so much that I really, really didn't happen when I finally got that offer that I was like, of course I should take this. Like, and it was, it was a great job. Right. But like I said, when you have nothing to compare it to, it's hard. So I would really encourage people like really put yourself out there and try and interview as much as you can, just so you can get those different experiences. I think that's a really good tip. And I think it's hard. Like, as you said, you put so much work into preparing for like one thing and you think and it like kind of becomes your whole world for a little bit of time. And then like, once you get it, you're like, wow, like I can't believe it. Like that's what I was. Um, and I was like kind of surprised in the beginning, mm-hmm. Um, but then you kind of, you have to like believe in yourself enough to know, like, there's going to be more opportunities out there. If you like choose a different door to open and you don't know like where that's going to lead you. So it's better to have like more opportunities than not. I agree with that. Strongly agree with that. Um, let's see. So I am kind of curious because you are a recruiter and you've worked in like the recruiting space a lot. Could you share with us what you are looking for in a candidate? I know that like sometimes it's job specific, um, but kind of like how you make decisions on like the finding the best candidate yeah yeah it really is job specific it comes down to that right but there are things that you can do just from an agnostic standpoint like everyone should kind of abide by these things and I think will help you stand out so one of the first things being a recruiter so I've worked as a recruiter for like seven years one of the things I look for is like I know it sounds kind of ridiculous but like following direction. Like it's very simple, but if I talk to someone, I'm like, Hey, like, when can you get me your resume? And they say tomorrow. And if I don't get it by tomorrow, like it's an immediate red flag for me. Right. Like they're saying something, they're not following through with that. So one of my, like, it's kind of now become like a 
like kind of a check mark for me. I immediately am like, okay, when this person says they're going to do something, if it's not met by that time, like I usually don't send them through to the hiring manager because it's kind of proving to me that, you know, that's kind of a, something that's going to happen later on in their career um, or in this job. So that's like a really big one. The other thing is like curiosity. So I look for people that are asking questions that are curious about the job. Uh, we don't expect you to know everything about the company. Do as much research as you can to prove that you tried to prepare, but it's perfectly okay to still ask questions if it's a confusing technology or if it's a confusing you know, software. It, we, like I said, we don't expect you to know everything, but it's cool if you can say, hey, I was looking this up, but I was still a little bit confused by this. Like, can you explain that to me? It just shows that you're interested. Um, so we want that curiosity and interest. And then we want people, or I want people that are passionate about something. So, you know, like when you talk to someone, I don't know, like just even if you meet like a random person, you talk to them and their eyes light up when they get passionate about something like reality TV or like I play Nintendo switch and Mario Kart, and I'm like obsessed with it right now. So when I talk about it, I get really stoked and it's like, (laughs) you get excited for other people when they talk about stuff that they like. So it's like, in an interview, even if it's like talking about your dog or talking about an experience that you had traveling, like the passion behind something is contagious and it's, it is. yeah. So it's like, mm, you want to yeah, that would make sense. And like, that is like, I would say the third thing that kind of stands out to me and you'll hear like on my Instagram and a lot of people will talk about this, like when you're telling your answers or when you're talking about yourself, like storytelling is captivating. So when you tell something or you give an experience or an example, you want to tell it in the form of a story to have people remember that story and remember like what it is about you that they're like, oh yeah, I definitely want to hire that person. She talked to me about, you know, seeing uh, her dog like chase a deer, right? I don't know. I'm just like making something up, but it's like memorable, right? So yeah, and it makes, I feel like it definitely makes people unique to know about what they're really interested in. And also, you just reminded me, I really wanted to ask you about how you answer the question, tell me about yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that's like the worst like, question yeah. Exactly, um, because there's so many directions and I've seen like multiple different people's take on it, but I was just wondering yours because I'm sure like maybe people look up those types of videos, but maybe people don't. So I just want to hear like from your perspective, how do you tell, yeah. how do you suggest people break it down? Yeah, I think the main thing is know your audience, number one. So when someone's asking you, Hey, tell me a little bit about yourself. They might even say like, where, where are you from? Or like, what's your background? Like they'll, they'll like say the thing that gives you that opportunity to get a little bit more personable, or they'll say, walk me through your resume, which is a little bit more like, Oh, I want to know about your career background. So look out for those cues. Like, first of all, um, but if they just blatantly say like, tell me about yourself, typically you want to just start with like, Hey, my name is, I'm from here. I chose to go to this school because right. Some reason why you chose this school or something you're passionate about or why you decide to study what you're studying. So something that makes us remember like what you're doing, why you're doing what you're doing and then like what you're interested in. So combine what you're interested in, in the job that you're interviewing for. So that might change a little bit, right? Like based on the job, cause you want to tailor it a little bit, but if you can kind of like make those match and show them like, let's say you're intern interning as like an admin at like a veterinarian's hospital or something. Right. And you can like, kind of go off of the passion for animals and things like that. So kind of combine that into the, tell me about yourself. Um, that's just, you know, one example, but, and then the hard part for everyone is always the end. So like finishing up the, tell me about yourself, I call it landing the plane. So the best way to do that is just to say like, 
something very easy. So I always tell people, just remember to say something like, and I'm really excited to learn more about this role. It just like helps you cut, like finish your mm-hmm. sentence kind of, or like my ultimate goal is to move into a leadership position in project management or whatever. Right. So you can either say, I'm excited to learn more about the role, or you could say my ultimate goal is, and like finish with that, but those can be like your two finishers and it helps you kind of just like round out your story. I like that a lot. I think that's really good advice just because I think a lot of people get overwhelmed because there's so many different like directions you can take that question. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's always really nice to have like a framework about like what you should say and definitely like connecting the like why I'm interested in going into this like fields or like company or something like that. I feel like that really helps them see like you put thought into not only knowing what they do, but also mm-hmm. like you're aware of like this is something you want to be a part of and not just like something you're doing just to do. So it like, yeah. kind of makes you think about like, why can this be like a really exciting opportunity for you? Which I think yeah. is really important and helpful for people going through the process. And then I also wanted to ask you about what are, so if we talk now, moving like from just general career advice to kind of before the interview prep, what are some ways that, or like things that you suggest people to know about the company before they do the actual interview? Like say like they got accepted to have an interview. What are some Mm -hmm. things they should just know about off the top of your head, like in the most um, general terms? Because obviously like some things are going to change depending on where they're looking for. Yeah. So usually what I suggest is the first one is obviously understand what they do or what they sell. So every single company is making money some way, somehow, no matter what. Right. So even if it's an organization that's making money through fundraising or through grants, they're somehow producing something monetary. So is it a product? Is it a service? Like, what is it? So understand like how that works. That's number one. Number two, I would always go to their like values or mission, like that page of their, of their website. Um, usually it's pretty easy to find. They they'll label it pretty well. Just kind of understand that, like what they put as the forefront. Um, sometimes people you're interviewing with won't even know it, but it's good for you to just kind of familiarize yourself with it. And then the other thing that I always recommend is go onto Google and type in whatever the company name is into the search bar and then put in the news. So let's say you are like applying to an internship with, I'm just looking at my desk, like Stanley water cups, right? So you would write in like Stanley in the news and just see if they went through like any new acquisitions or if there's anything new about them in the news that's going on, just so you're up to date on like the current happenings of the company. And you might be able to weave that in somewhere into one of your answers and it'll just make you look like that much better. I really like that a lot. I think one thing that I definitely did when I was doing my interviews in the fall was looking up the value statements and things like that. And then I wove those into my answers for like Mm -hmm. why I was interested in the role or why I thought it'd be a good fit. And I feel like that just helps them see like, A, you did your research. So you are like actually putting an effort into the experience. But then B, I feel like it showed them like how like, why they should take you because you're already like connecting you to them and it's Mm -hmm. making it just like a kind of a clear representation of who you are but then I also never thought about doing the whole like in the news thing just because that's also a really good way of just knowing what's going on with that company and so you can show them that like you're paying attention and you're being thoughtful through the process Mm -hmm. which is really important too yeah. Yeah. And I always recommend like looking up the people on LinkedIn. I I've done that. 
Yeah. I was like, it's not weird if they see you're looking at their LinkedIn or if you connect with them, like it just makes you look better. It's not weird at all. So always, always like connect with them. You can even send like a little note with it that says like, Hey, looking forward to meeting with you tomorrow. Um, again, it just shows like you're doing your preparation and you want that, like that's, you're going to stand out if you're doing that. So always look them up. And you can even like, if you see something on their profile, you can mention that in the, um, in the interview. Like, I love, like, you know, maybe you guys went to the same school or maybe there's something on there about a sport or if they just joined the company recently, you could ask them like, Hey, what made you decide to work here? Or if they've been there for a long time, you can say, Hey, I've noticed you've been here for six years. What's made you stay? Like, what do you love about this place so much? You know? So it just like provides better, like questions for you to ask too. Right. I think that's really important. And I know you do talk about a lot on your page about having questions prepared beforehand, the importance of that. I want you to kind of like share with us why having questions ready when they ask you like, oh, do you have any questions? Like why that's really important. Um, And also like some common ones that like you kind of apply to multiple jobs. Yeah. I think the biggest reason why you should always have them prepared is when it's a very common practice for interviewers to ask that question. They're going to ask you, what questions do you have for me? Or do you have any more questions? It's just like bred into us as interviewers to ask that, even if they don't know how to interview, they know to ask that question. And so immediately, like subconsciously, if the person responds with, no, I don't have any, we're automatically like, oh, they're not interested. Or like they haven't done Mm -hmm. any research or any preparation, even if you had, right. It just looks in that moment, like you haven't. So you just kind of like ruined your whole entire interview when you get to that point and you say, no, I have no questions. So my advice is to always prepare more than you need, like prepare eight to 10 questions. Cause if any of them get brought up during the interview, you still at least have like three or four to ask at the end. Smart. And sometimes you only have time for maybe one and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You just want to ask some, the easiest is something like, you know, what characteristics or traits are you looking for when you're hiring for this role? Like that works in every single type of position. Um, what are some goals and like aspirations you have for the team in the next five years? You know, what, a pro- what's a project you're working on right now? And like, how can I best add value to the team to help with that project? Um, what's a book that you recommend? Like I'm currently still in school. Oh, I've like, done that. Like, yeah. It's like, what book do you recommend? Or do you I like, like that like, question? A college student, you know? Um, yeah. And it looks like you're like wanting to learn and like all that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, like there's a lot of good ones, but I would say, you know, especially now with like chat GPT and like all these great tools. So easy. Yeah. Just like type to it do. in like, best questions to ask or like copy and paste the job description in there and ask like, what are the best questions? That's I what I did. Job. Yeah. Exactly. It made it so easy, but then I was mm-hmm. able to like, go back through them and like tailor them and like change anything. Yeah. Um, it's just a good starting point. Yeah. It's a good like way to brainstorm things off the top of your head. But I also think it's really important because it shows it can even tell you more about like what they find important, which is a good representation of like what the company finds important as well. Especially when they describe like a project that they're working on or maybe like something that they're hoping to work or ho- hoping to like get closer to in the future. I feel like it could tell you a lot about the structure of the company and like the team and what they're working on and like what they find important, which can lead you to like thinking about like, oh, like, is this something I still am interested in? I want to talk and shift and hear about what are some of your resumes, do's and don'ts? Oh yeah. I love resumes. Um, okay. So the biggest one, and I feel like everyone, like most people know this by now, but I did get a resume yesterday that 
did this. So I was like, oh, maybe it's like not as common as I thought. So the biggest thing is make sure your resume is in reverse order. So the top should be your most recent experience. And then it trickles down from there. Um, so sometimes I still see resumes with people putting like their like oldest experience first, cause they want to put it in like chronological order. Mm-hmm. So it should actually be like reversed. Um, so whatever you've done most recently should be at the top and it should have the month and the date. And then it'll say like through present or whatnot. Um, especially if you're in college, it should be like labeled as internships or summer internship. Um, cause in the future, if you do want to leave some of those on there, you don't want it to look like a normal job that you just like started and quit for three months. You want to make sure it's like labeled properly. Uh, so I would even have like subsections once you get to that point, that's like internship experience versus full-time work experience. Um, just so people know the difference. Uh, the other thing is like, it used to be common to have your entire, uh, address on your resume that's no longer needed. It's just city, state, and zip code. Um, some people leave off their, uh, city, state, and zip code because they want to work remotely, uh, or they're only applying to remote jobs. I still encourage that you put it on there though, because with ATS, which is the applicant tracking systems, they'll still have like a a spot for that. So if it's not filled in, it can kind of mess with it. So I would just put it on your resume. Um, and the biggest thing is really just making sure that it's not generic. So a resume should show like not only what you're doing, but how you're doing it. So I think that's where people mess up is they're putting the responsibilities of their role and what they're doing, but we're not getting a good picture of how you're doing it. So how are you doing it successfully? How many people were on a project with you? How many people were on your team, you know, when you were on that team project, uh, for that class, um, So whenever you think of the word how, it should be matched with some sort of metric. So like how many people, how often, um, how successful, that would be like a percentage. Um, And that's like how you get to those metrics. So you explain like, here's what I'm doing. Here's my responsibilities. And then here's how I did it. And I always use the word by. So like BY, if you say like you did something by, and then you explain how you did it, right? Mm. That's good. That's like a good keyword to use to be able to express what you've worked on. I yeah. Feel like. And if, if you're having trouble, like you're like, I know I can like formulate this like bullet point. I know what I did. I just need to like figure out how to like explain how I did it or like what, like how to put metrics in it. You can just copy like what you like have written down and then just ask chat GPT to put it into a bullet point format, like resume format that shows achievements and then it'll do it for you. It, it won't like give you obviously the right like percentages or right, whatever, but it'll show you like how to implement it. So that's like, I think the hard part with ChatGPT is to know how to prompt it correctly. So if you know how to prompt it correctly, then you can get what you need and then edit it from there, but it makes it so much easier. Yeah. And it's so much more efficient, especially because it knows like it can give you the framework. So you can just add in like the specific things that mm-hmm. really apply to you. But sometimes the hardest part is just figuring out how you should format like the sentence or the bullet point or whatever you're talking about. So I think that's really important to note and have people to know about, especially because I feel like there's a lot of, I've been through like a lot of, I'm in like a business fraternity on campus. They've been like through our resumes and edited them. And like now I have it in like tip top shape, but I know before it was all over the place and there was errors and like some like lines weren't like specifically aligned. Like I didn't use like word correctly where like I did this, I didn't do the spacing from the back rather than like doing it from the front. So there's like Mm -hmm. random formatting things. 
that I feel like are helpful to know about um, and just how to like express your experience correctly so that mm-hmm. people can really like tell the story that they want they want others to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then another question that I had was just what are some easy ways during an interview to show recruiters that you're the right person for the job? Hmm. Ask questions. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but really that is probably the number one, but number two is, is answering with the star method. So some people like kind of go oh, back and forth. On I've this. heard this. Yeah. yeah. So there's like, uh, cause people will, ch- they've changed it now to like the par method or there's like all these other ones, but it really comes down to the same exact thing. What you're doing is you're showing them an example of why you're a good fit. So regardless of whatever question that you're asked, you're giving them some sort of situation, the action or steps that you took to handle that situation, and then a positive result that happened because of the actions you took. So if you were in, let's just say you're in class, right? And you didn't get a good grade and you were like, you were told by your teacher that you could you know, do extra credit or something to get a better grade. So you would walk them through, like, how did you go about like choosing what to do for extra credit? What did you do? What type of research did you do? How did it end up? You know, what deadline did you hit to make sure that you're able to get that, that grade bumped up by how much percentage? So it's like walking someone through the process of what you did kind of go above and beyond makes you stand out over someone that's just going to say like, I did extra credit to be able to get a higher grade because they're saying the same thing. Right. But the person that's actually walking you through the process is the one that's going to stand out in the interview because they know how to break down a process and show you why they'll be a good fit because then we can like envision you in the role and that you would be doing that instead of just kind of like robotically answering questions. So I think that's, you know, where people mess up the most is they get nervous and they just kind of like answer the question as soon as like they can, because I just want to get it out. But it's like really take the time to break it down and like help us understand how you problem solve and how you do things it always goes back to that how situation um, and really like how you do them successfully and like what makes you you. And that's like why people want to hire you. That's a really good tip. I remember I was telling someone who is applying for something on campus and I was telling her how you really want to be able to show people your personality and your thought process um, because mm-hmm. that's like the one thing that they're going to be able to take away and see how you're going to apply that to the role in their office. So I feel like it's just really important. And especially it's just like helpful to have the star method down just because like that's a clear way to tell a story. Um, and it makes sure you that you hit like every point and fully express it so that everyone understands and you're not like leaving anything out, but also it's just clear. Like it just makes it a clear way to answer a question, which I think is makes it easier to do, but also um make sure that you're really like showing them who you are and how you think Mm -hmm. about think things through which is really important and then another question I wanted you to want I wanted to hear about your expertise about is that what is something that an applicant should avoid saying during an interview oh there's probably so many I mean it depends on which interview you're in but like I did a video today where it's like you know in the first interview if they say do you have any questions for me and your first question is like yeah what's the PTO policy or like what what's like the company's like culture, like after work, like, do we go to happy hours? Like if those are the first things you're asking, right. It's like red flags, but those aren't bad questions. Like those are definitely things that are important because you want to know like, yeah, what is the culture life? What is the office? Like, are we going out to lunch as a team usually, or is everyone kind of sitting at their desks? Like that's important to know, 
but you do want to get there and ask those questions like later on in the interview, once you have some leverage and have shown that like, there's other things that are important to you, like the growth and trajectory at the company and like what they're doing and how you fit in. Right. Um, some other things you like probably don't want to talk about is just like a previous employer, anything negative about a previous employer, um, or, you know, just negative experiences in general. I think that's just, it's so hard to bring up anything of that sort. Even when they ask you like what type of conflict, you know, how have you handled it? Things like that. You always want to present it still in a positive matter Mm -hmm. manner (laughs) and, uh, just show them that like, you know, even though that situation may have been a conflict or a situation that was quote unquote negative, like here's how I positively reacted. Um, so it's really just like making sure to avoid the, the negativity and like those types of things. Um, and then like asking about stuff that, like I said, it would kind of like rub them the wrong way if it was in like the first interview, I would say. Yeah. I think that's a really good, good piece of advice just because there's things like if someone's going through it for the first time, they may not know. So it's good to like bring those to their attention and have them yeah. so they're prepared for the conversation. And then this is kind of like towards the end of the interview, but I really want to hear about, you know, what's like one piece of advice you wish you knew earlier on. Maybe it's like when you're just graduating college or something um, really about any piece of like career advice in general. Mm. My favorite piece of advice that I still hold to this day Um is like, don't take advice from someone that you wouldn't switch places with. That's like my, I like that. I've heard that before. I think that's so true because it's like, why are you giving someone so much power over like how you think about the world and your situation when you wouldn't even want to live like their day-to-day life or like, you really don't even think like they have the correct values or whatever that might be. Um, I think that's really important and just something when like, especially for young people and like girls, especially they're sometimes people pleasers sometimes just want to like impress someone else you know and sometimes you're looking towards the wrong people to do that so Mm -hmm. it's really important to be aware of that and then also I forgot that I do like to ask this question but what are some other like books that or like podcast episodes or any like sort of like extra research people can do that you suggest people look at for like career advice or just like how to really present yourself well in life after college. Yeah. There's so many good resources out there now. I mean, I'm like really big on self-help. So like, I love self-help books and like self-help podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I always listen to like build with Rob, which is like the Rob Deerdeck podcast. I don't know if you've listened to it. It's kind of like business, like mindset focused, but I feel like like I've heard of him before. Yeah. They're like 10 minute episodes and yeah, they're just like inspiring and kind of like get you back to like reality a little bit. Um, so he's really big on like mindset and things like that. Um, I just feel like with the amount of corporate humor that is on the internet, it's really easy and it's great because it's relatable, right? But it's like really easy to fall into this trap of like, our lives are miserable. Like we have to go to work every day and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it's a constant like negative feeling of like, you know, all of this bombarding you. So it's good to mix it in with some of the positive sides of things, right? From what a job can actually bring you, which is stability, which is being able to travel because you have money to go travel, like using your PTO, like all these things where it's good to have a job. Right. And it's not always going to be exciting to be in a job and go to work every day. Of course not. But if you look at the positive sides of it, of like why you're doing it, like that's going to help you like get through the hard days, you know? And so I would look for like stuff like that, that 
you know, my favorite book that I've read is called The Happiness Advantage. It's by Sean Anker. Um, I read that like, this year. I loved you? it. Oh yeah, my God, I did. Yeah. I it's yellow, that. right? Isn't it bright yellow? yellow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Have. Yeah. Yeah. I love that book. Um, I did reread it actually. I, I've been a few years, but I always go back to that because like, it kind of reminds me like, yeah, like why am I doing all of this? You know? Um, and it kind of just like brings you back to that like happiness state of like, yeah, that's like why I'm here, you know? So I think, um, yeah, whether you're a reader or you get more out of podcasting, like I think at the end of the day, if you're like filling your mind with things that are more positive still, I mean, I still listen to like my trashy podcasts, of course, too, or like the comedy ones. Right. But it's like, Mm -hmm. as long as there's a balance, I feel like then that, um, that definitely helps at the end of the day. So I really like encourage that. Um, but I think just blanket, to try and tell someone to read a certain book or listen to a certain podcast is hard because like people have to find like what they can like withstand like inspires them yeah totally because I'm you know people tell me stuff all the time I'm like yeah that didn't really like (laughs) didn't really land with me you know Um, didn't resonate yeah I think it definitely takes time to find out you know like what's the best like medium to even like consume the content on but then also like I agree because I can I have followed a lot of those like Corbin Natalie accounts that are like very mm-hmm. like comedic and everything. Um, but then it's like also good to have something that's like inspiring you and reminding you like, oh, like this is like making a really big impact on people. Like that's like why like this should be important and like that's like why you're doing all the hard work now is always just like a really good thing to like come back to like your why, which mm-hmm. I know a lot of like other podcasts go into more depth and details about that. Um, but can really help people like reframe their mindset about their current situation, which I think is really helpful. But yeah. I'm so glad that you're able to come and share all of your expertise. This was yeah. a really good time. And I think it will be so informative for all of our listeners that are college, post-grad, all those types of years where this stuff is really applicable. Yeah, so thank you so much. Yeah, I'm glad you reached out. So happy to be here. Yay. <laughs> Thank you. And mm-hmm. for everyone who's listening, make sure to connect with Darcy. I'll leave like all the links to her down below and yeah. just make sure to give her a follow because she's given a lots and lots of good information along the way to keep you updated. Bye. Thanks. Bye.